All right, uh, welcome to the uh, Eric J. The Great Podcast Show. Uh, we got a special guest on the show today, actor Terrani French. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. I'm so happy to be here. Like you're doing some amazing things. So I'm just so proud of you. I'm so proud to just connect with somebody from my hometown that is just like, ah, I love it. The camaraderie, the, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, for anybody out there, um, while we get into the interview, I'm going to play this uh, artist, uh, one of my friends, his name O.G. Nard. I want everybody to remember that name. It's probably going to be the biggest artist in the country by next year. He has a unique style. He makes uh, hip-hop country music. So it's kind of real unique. You know, nobody makes this type of music. So when y'all hear it, you're just going to be like, wow, I ain't know nobody who makes this type of music. So. Even the meek shall inherit the earth. Will God so love the world that after Jesus is chosen the chosen one. Am I the chosen one? Chosen one. I hope that God up in heaven they turned his back on us. Jesus left the earth, but the devil kept in touch. These kids got these pistols and they dying in a rush. People don't read the Bible, they just collecting some dust. Everyone in this heaven got a place for us. Well, angels seem to sign that I'm the chosen one. Screams independently, no promotion, and then man, his son made it to Minister Farrakhan, and Minister Farrakhan called him, said that how his son gets to have an impact on a lot of Muslims. Oh, wow! Yeah, I like his country, uh, Twain. Oh yeah, yeah, you he's know, from Miami. Oh yeah, even you know, even though he has his own sound, you know, he was kind of giving me like nappy boots vibes. A little bit, so man, that I, country, like with that, just kind of riding that man, that beat. I, I like him. And I had to see you this song. He just dropped a mama song on Mother's Day. It had me in tears. He did his oh. version of Dear Mama. I was like, man, it's oh, like a spiritual type of vibe to him. You know, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Send it to me. Send it to me. I'm gonna cry though. I already know. <laughs> so, uh, first off, just uh, tell the people where you're from and uh, how old are you. Well, I am from Louisville, Kentucky, L1C4. <laughs> um, I don't really identify with age or time, so I'm just gonna say that I'm timeless. That's how that's how young I am. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear your uh, hometown? Ooh, um, <clears throat> barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I think of like barbecue I think of like I think of derby but I feel like you know we celebrate you know we have the park on Sunday we we like did more than just derby so it's like it was derby vibes all the time especially in the summertime at one point um so I just think of like the park I think of just like free flowing and home you know it's home 
<laughs> I feel that. So for anybody that has never been to Louisville, just describe how it was growing up. Some uh, certain obstacles or circumstances you had to overcome just being a African American woman in Louisville. Well, wow. Um, put it like this: since I was in elementary school, I've always been a very aware child. Like my mom talked to me about the world. I was very intuitive. Um, I was very sensitive as a kid, so I would feel people. Um, especially when they didn't really mean well. And it's unfortunate that I did, I did have to experience um, teachers in elementary school, from elementary school, um, making differences. And, you know, I was a know-it-all. I mean, because I just was very sharp. I've just remembered things very quickly and learned very well. So I would, you know, make a point to, um, you know, participate. And I came to find out they don't like when the Black kids participate like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I just experienced a little bit in 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 high school and definitely in my younger adult years, um, especially in stores. Um, but I've always been very headstrong. So if they treated me different, I'm like, you don't like my black stuff, you're not getting my black money. So I'm leave. <laughs> so I'm very, very, I've always been proactive when it comes to that. Like, no, I'm not supporting you if you don't you're seeing an issue with me or my kind but I mean I guess as far as like obstacles um when it comes to acting well I did run into a few as I started getting a little bit older um but just a little backstory in college I went for forensic psychology and although I enjoyed it I enjoyed learning about the human mind behavior um I just still had like this yearning and it all started from uh, me actually joining a dance team when I was like six. And within that dance team, we had a, the, the coach and creator, her name was Tammy, her name is, excuse me, Tammy Harris, but she's still alive, okay, Sandy girl. Um, what I loved about her choreography, it was super animated. Like we were doing things that we would see on TV now, we were doing, 15, 20 years ago. And what that allowed for my imaginative mind was to just expand and just create. And I just remember times my the, Tammy would ask and say, what are you thinking about when you're performing? Because I would be extremely animated and, and I would create worlds within my dance and within the choreography that she was creating. She's, she's amazing. Um, so within that, I end up, like I said, I, back to college, I end up, although I was in, in school for forensic psychology, I end up taking a acting course as just like an extracurricular um, course. And I just remember our first task or assignment, immediately after I, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing this. Like I'm supposed to be in front of I'm supposed to be expressing myself. And I loved the, the, um, the teacher at the time, um, Nefertiti, I believe was her name at um, University of Louisville. I loved her because she gave us permission to, to be different characters. And I love that she cultivated the class very intently and very personally. Um, it was beyond teaching for her. And I felt that through her course. So fast track that. I ended up like auditioning for certain um, performing arts school and I ended up getting into them, but I didn't have the money to attend. But realistically, only thing I needed was the go. <laughs> That's all I needed was the acceptance at the time. I'm like, oh, well, I can do this. So I'm gonna do this. <laughs> and so from that moment forward, even though Louisville didn't have much to go with at the time, um, I ended up going to the Louisville um, Actors Theater of Louisville and just taking a summer class there, which we, you know, learned monologues and from a teacher out in New York. And I was just like, I, I gotta go. Like, I've got to, I've got to expand. I've got to chase this mm -hmm. gut-wrenching, <laughs> back-pressing passion of mine. And that's what I did. I ended up seeing a, how I ended up in the DMV is 
I end up going to a play with David Talbert. And I think Morris Chestnut was in it, Michelle Williams. And he ended up taking our emails and just would let us know like whenever he was in town. And I seen where he had this acting, this talent search. And I was like, in the DMV and I had family there. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I have family there. I can get away there. I need to go here. And so I did. And I was so fresh. Like, <laughs> looking back on it, I was so damn fresh. Like, I had no clue what I was doing. For real, I just was going off of straight talent. I had no technique behind myself at all. I was just acting <clears throat> intuitively. And just like I said, off of pure talent, I didn't have any 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 type of technique behind my, behind myself. And I ended up participating in the um, David Talbert called some people up um, to do like a little bit of scene work. And he gave us like these almost like charades. And I was like, ready. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about to kill this. Like, I'm so ready. And I wasn't, but I was. OK, I was going to fake it until I made it. OK, and that's exactly what I did. But what happened was. <laughs> The other actor end up that that I was on the scene work with was so unbelievable that he kept stopping to like kind of coach him. So by the time he got done, we never got to see like I didn't get the performance. I was like, oh my moment. Um, but just so happened he had another one maybe like a year or so later, which was his last one. And I got a call back um, after we were able to do a audition with him and I got a callback from that to send, to be able to do another audition which that's what a callback is they want to see you again and I was so hyped oh my god y'all so hyped and I called upon the best of the best within the acting class that I had been in and um I love 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 the actress that helped me because she was sick as a dog okay and she was still willing to get up out of the bed, sick, meet me in a space that was comfortable comfortable for the both of us and record my audition for me. And I, cause I had nobody else. And when I tell you this lady was sick, like she probably had the flu and she still did. She knew how important it was. So in the midst of that, she is in, she's a phenomenal actress, but at the time she was more geared toward theater, which theater acting is different than film acting, film and TV acting. And as she was coaching me, she was coaching me to go way bigger than what really the scene called for. And I knew it intuitively. I knew it myself, but I did not want to go against her because <laughs> how she got out of her bed to come help me. And as sick as she was, I did not want her to feel like I wasn't listening to her or just not, you know, like I didn't need her. And I listened to her. <laughs> and I graciously got feedback from the man himself um, via a, a trusted source that was like, what is she doing? Like, this ain't her. Because I ended up not get, going past that. And I knew it. But I look at that when when I when I think of obstacles, I don't really think of them as just obstacles. I think of them as learning moments and learning curves. And you know, that was a moment where I, I you know, I, I will never go against myself ever again. I will never do that again. I will never go against what I intuitively know, especially now as a coach, because I do coach as well. I um I I have the technique behind my talent, and I'm so. I bet on myself, okay? And so that moment taught me to never, no matter how funny, how stupid I might feel acting something out, as long as it's doing justice for the character, it doesn't matter what tyranny looks like. So I'm going to trust that gut of mine. And I've just learned boundaries. I've learned how to express myself as tyranny because now and I would say, hey, I thank you so much for the time that you put in, but I... I know what this director is looking for. So if you don't mind, 
let's let me record it this way and then I'll do it the way that you see it too and we'll pick out, out of the better you know I, I just know that there's better ways to handle those um type of situations while I appreciate someone for lending their time and their energy to me but I cannot still go against what in my heart and in my passion and in my gut that I know so yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can feel that. Like I was uh I had just made a post like uh similar to that on uh, Facebook. I was like, uh everybody um uh, has a point in their life where you either get tired of living the way you live in or yeah. you either been sitting on something that you really want to pursue and you uh mentally either you just gonna stay stagnant or you're gonna take that leap and uh, yeah. take a leap of faith and see if you can do it you know yeah and you know I always say why not try it like if it don't work it is you figured out a way that it don't work but at least try it try it and then if you're gonna try it actually put you know dedication behind whatever it is that you're choosing to to try in this moment because if you don't perform at your 100%, are you going to ever really know that it could have worked for you if you don't show up for you, you know? So yeah. try it. <laughs> so uh, did you uh, come up in a two-parent household, any siblings? I, I did not come up with, in a two-parent household, and I did have I do have siblings. I have a brother from my mom. Um, and then I have a sister from my dad. <laughs> and a crazy story is my sister and I um, were best friends growing up in, in middle school before we found out that we were actually blood sisters. And that's a whole nother story <laughs> and my mom's story to tell. <laughs> but yes, I do. I do have siblings. Um, I grew up very attached to my mom and uh, she's my rock. When I tell you she's the source, you know, the, you are, <laughs> I could sing that gospel song about, about this woman, but um, I grew up in a space where um, it was so much love. I didn't feel like I was lacking anything. Um, we didn't have everything, but I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't realize that there was times where, you know, it was just a can of green beans and that was it because guess what? She was still in there cooking them, you know, and made sure we ate something and it was still something for us, you know? Um, yeah, I feel like I was into every every sport that you can think of. I tried. Um, the only thing she, my mom wouldn't let me do was football. <laughs> So she made me cheer. Um, I did tennis. I did basketball. I did softball. I was just always into something. Um, I was on the honor road. I was on the step team. I was just always into something. And then, like I said, dance. Dance is what was just the core to everything. Um, and dance, I feel like that's just, that was my creative outlet. That was my piece. That was my sanctuary, you know? And, you know, growing up, even though kids, kids are aware, okay? Stuff be going on around them that you don't think about until you're older, like, damn, I was really, <laughs> I was really around that, you know? And, and we all have the, the family who, you know, the little distorted members and who could use a little bit more help, who's going through their own things. So when you have all those personalities that's in your environment, that regardless is what's shaping you. You're learning whether you feel like it or not from the energies around you, whether you're, you want to be like those characteristics or you don't that you see from, from certain people. So what I enjoy, um, about my childhood experience is that I did have a woman that was, that I could look up to, you know, that was extremely dedicated in everything that she had going on and dedicated as a mother and made sure 
I absolutely had. Like I said, I can't remember a time that we didn't have, but I know that there was moments that we, <laughs> growing up, I, I knew it, you know? Um, so yeah, I have a brother who is a little bit older than me and I'm still like, you know, I feel like every, every boy that has a sister really has a second mother. <laughs> really has a second mother no um so yeah I have a great relationship with um my sister that's like my little my twin she's she's not my little twin but she's my that's my baby I have a niece I have nephew um yeah I have cousins that I really like brothers <laughs> and that's how we grew up all together running the streets of Newburgh Mm -hmm. racing <laughs> racing so I, I'm not 100% sure but I know that there is a ESTG and they he, he's always repping Newburgh so those streets is always in the video that's what I grew up on <laughs> I'm like wait that's my granny house that's such and such house so those are reference points that's my hood no <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, I just love being a country girl. I love being from Louisville. I love, um, my, when my little accent come out sometimes when I'm a little mad. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, that kind of sums up my childhood. Okay. So, um, as far as acting, are you the first one in your family or your circle to pursue that? Or uh, did you have someone close to you growing up that uh, was involved in that business? I wish I had someone, especially like me, that'd be ready to show you every single way that worked for me. And I will always say it may not work for you, but at least try it, right? So no, I did not grow up with anyone, knowing anyone um, that could even give me tips or on how to get started, what to look for within the business, um, because acting is a business and you have to know the business of it as well. So I am the first that I know of around myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel like where I'm at now, and especially uh, um, as a coach, I'm always eager to show um, people how to do something or to teach or to in, in, invest something into someone. And I do that because those are things that I did wish I had. And I wish there was people around me that actually seen. And when I say people around me, I'm talking about in the business because I was modeling at a young age. Um, I wish people around me knew what to do with the talent. They didn't know what to do because it was beyond Louisville. So I didn't have the cultivation that I wish I had from like management or those within the industry when it came to acting. I had that support when it came to modeling, um, but not when it came to acting. They It was no avenues for them to tell me or no steps to try to take. Even when I, I relocated to the DMV, I met with so many, many management and agencies and it's like, they wanted me to do something that I've kind of be in a level that I've, I was already past. And I'm just like, wait, um, so you can't see this. <laughs> you can't see that I'm like ready to like, okay, to go to this certain point. And I just always had the mindset, like, you know what? Thank you for your time. Thank you for the gems that, that you did give me because regardless of what was going on with the conversation, I'm taking something from it. Right. And so I'm so grateful for the conversation. However, I'm aware that you can't assist me in this time and not every actor went through you. So <laughs> thank you, but no, thank you. This isn't my route. And this goes into me following my intuition, trusting myself, because we all have that gift if we just listen and tune in and, and say, wait, this doesn't feel all the way right. And Usually when something is for me, it feels really good. And I know what feeling good feels like. So if I ever hesitate on something, I always take a moment. Um, I don't ever just say yes to certain things, um, when, especially when it comes to contracts. Um, 
I'm always just taking a moment to say, let me just see how this feels. Let me meditate on this. Let me trust myself. Um, make sure fear is not involved. Um, I always do that self-check. And, and guess what? If fear is involved, I'll be like, do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. So because what I say, at least try it. I'm going to act on what I say. I'm going to do it. So like I said, I wish there was people around me at the time. Unfortunately, there was not. But the type of person I am, the type of woman I am, I'm, I'm so true to how I feel when it comes to assisting everyone, assisting the people around you that, that are looking up to you. If you are on level 10 and they're on level two and you vetted them, because I say vet people, okay? Because you don't want to bring a zero up to your level if they still have that zero mindset. So um, I'm always very um, mindful of, of how dedicated someone is before I offer my energy because I'm over, I don't want to overextend it for someone who, who doesn't believe in themselves as much as I do. And with that even being said is um, my little cousin is an actress as well. And um, I actually casted her as my daughter on a sold out play that I'm involved in, which we can get to later. But um, so to me, that's that moment where I have a chance to bring someone in my family that is super talented, that beyond her years, um, in a position that I wish someone could do, would have done, been able to do for me. So I'll be practicing what I preach y'all. Okay. I really do. I don't play that. My word is everything in my word is bond and my action will, will always follow that. So that's what it was for me. Absolutely. I can feel that you already, uh, making milestones in the, uh, in the family, uh, for the, um, future uh generations so so as far as uh actors like who were some of your favorite actors uh growing up oh okay (laughs) so (laughs) my favorite actor growing up at the time okay it's evolved (laughs) but it was Jim Carrey and it still is he's still one of my favorite actors and it's because he made me laugh and it was genuine and he was always just being himself. So put it like this. My mama had to break it down to me. She was like, listen, I know you love Jim Carrey. I know he's your favorite actor, actor, but you cannot be a white man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be him so bad. And I wanted to be him to do the bloopers. Like, I wanted to do the bloopers, like, because I could tell that that was just his funny, goofy personality. So essentially, I wanted to make people laugh, especially growing up. So I am a comedic actress by natural talent, (laughs) (laughs) but I can play any role when it comes to any level, any walks of life, um, just because I'm so dedicated into studying what that really would entail for whatever walk of life this character chose to um or happened to be on but yeah um I say growing up or now it's absolutely like the Violas it's the Tarajis it's the Meryl Streeps it's and I and I say that because there's actors that have come behind them that have mimicked their styles um and those women, as far as their talent, to me, have have set a certain footsteps for women like myself and the women who have come before me and, the, and, and not necessarily the generation, but the class before me have been able to um, study and, and, and be inspired by. But the Issa Rae, the Robin Thieves, that right there is my natural my natural like that's my that's I feel like that's my friend group in my head that's that's who I'm around all the time they're at my wedding like I ain't even dating but they they at my wedding that they're my friends in my head so though (laughs) yeah yes 
Absolutely. So uh, take me back to that first role that you ever did. First acting role you ever did. Kind of explain, you know, was it like, uh, did it come naturally? Was it like a like a rough patch trying to adjust, you know, to your first role? Just take me through that experience. Oh, well, um, my first role was in a movie called Love Different. The movie it's actually on Prime and it's written and directed by Anthony um, Hatchett, and I was casted as his wife. So I feel like the only uh, he gave me free range to kind of interpret the character the way that I wanted to interpret it. So I love directors and writers like that 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 allow the actors to see past their words. And um, he gave me the freedom to actually just express that character. If anything, I could not relate. I've never been married, so I can't relate to being married, but I can relate to the emotions that the wife was experiencing um, or lack thereof because of the relationship dynamic that was written. I feel like I, it doesn't really take me much to get into a character because I've learned so well how to separate them from myself. So I give myself permission to engulf whatever it is, no matter how crazy off the wall, because I learned this at that David Talbert talent uh, search. He said the rule number one was to never judge the character. And so I never judge the character. I don't care what tyranny looks like. I don't give a fuck what I look like. I care about what the actor is going through, what the actor is feeling, or excuse me, what the character is feeling, what what the character is going through. I, in those moments, don't matter. Now, can I pull from my true emotions based off of different experiences that may have caused those emotions yes and that's what I would do um so um it doesn't really take me much to get into that character I feel like if anything I just when I digest the script because I can I can retain a script really well (laughs) really quickly and once I get into that and know what's really going on or what's what's happening what's the character this is what they're thinking because this is what they're saying so now I just have to put maybe what they're feeling into it and so that's what I go by I read everything on the on the page that that can potentially give me a clue to who this character may be and sometimes I even create backstories for them and I feel like for that first character who she was was on the script so to create a backstory for her was unnecessary. Um, on set was so fun. And I will say the first set, it was so professional for the budget that he had <laughs> that it set the tone for how I expected every other set to run. That's not going to happen, but <laughs> that's what was my expectation. I'm like... Oh, every set's going to be just like this. The shot, like, it's going to be well put together. The story, the crew, the cat. Like, it was just so well, well, it was just, it was a professional set. It was the first professional set I had been on. And like I said, the director trusted me and the writer trusted me enough to assist (laughs) the lead character. Um, She was a white girl that was pretty much thrown into a Black agency. um, And she needed help with the culture. And so she had this one scene where she's supposed to get like kind of loud and she did not know how to do it. (laughs) So the director pulled me in the closet. He's like, hey, can you like coach her on how to be a black woman real quick? And I was like, okay, (laughs) okay. So she was such a good sport. I said, okay, so first of all, we talk with our hands. (laughs) <laughs> and we began a little lesson of how to be a black woman for for a scene or two you know but even in that moment like I said it was my first time on set the director and the writer the writer director excuse me he trusted me enough to even coach this award nominated actress um because she does Christian films um and I was just like 
okay, well, I feel like I might know what I'm doing. <laughs> so that was my very first experience on um, set. So if you all want to check out that movie on Prime, it's still there. Loved it from the movie. <laughs> you like a good faith-based drama. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, you led me to my next question when you're talking about how to separate the character because this is yeah. something that I uh, was talking about like a couple months ago. Now, um, I remember the uh, the dude that played the Joker, I think he died about a year ago or something like that. Yeah. But, and uh, I want your opinion since you've uh, been acting for a while now on people that has to go to certain limits to go to uh, perfect the character and then after, you know, the movie comes out and everything is done, they can't go back to their regular selves. So, yeah. like, what's your opinion on the mental health aspect of that? Because some people really be so in tune with the character that they live in a real personal life throughout their character. Yeah. You know, it was Heath Ledger that and it unfortunately lost his life. Um and my heart goes out to any actor that sacrifices themselves. Because that's essentially what it is. That sacrifices themselves to tell a story. Let alone succumb to someone else's story. And I think that um, there's a certain level of realization that you should have with yourself as an actor. just Or just in any field but especially in acting because we're taking on so many energies. These, some of these characters are fucked up. And guess what? We can't judge them. We only have to understand why they're making the decisions that they're making and go to a place where this feels believable to us. So the audience will believe that this is who we are. And I personally feel like therapy, like I recently started therapy within the last year And I made my therapist very aware that my goal was to have her around throughout my life. So like, that's what I'm looking for. So I can assist or have assistance with digesting characters sometimes or digressing characters sometimes because I know the level that I'm going to go. And I'm always, I'm already preparing myself in this now reality for my future self, okay? And I'm aware that I am super sensitive. Like now I know how to separate myself. That's the empath in me. I've I've learned how to manage other people's energies no matter where I go. So to me, being an empath has drastically assisted in being in tune with the fact that I'm an empath. Because at first, I mean, I've always been me, but I didn't know about some of the things that I was feeling, but being in tune with the fact that I'm an empath has already prepped me with discarding other people's energy, transmuting other people's energy, alchemizing other people's energy, right? So now I've taken that part of my spiritual foundation and I've and I've make sure that I apply it into my now reality, especially when I am dealing with characters or multiple characters if I'm doing multiple projects. And therapy, I feel like, helps you get to a certain point of self-awareness that when you are operating within your own energy and then you're operating in some that's not, you know what's not yours. So now you can say, hold up. This isn't who I am. Is this, this is how the character would react. Let me get myself together. Let me step back to in alignment with my true self, my true, my true energy. And I will always attribute to that, to having a therapist and a strong and stable spiritual foundation, no matter what it is that you believe in. But knowing yourself, knowing your own energy, for me, knowing myself, knowing my own energy, is that direct um, evidence of what's my energy and what's a character's energy because I know what mine is. 
So I had a character that was extremely emotional and she had daddy issues. And I feel like, I was like, wait, I heal from my daddy issues. <laughs> this ain't me. This is her. Like, because <laughs> I've healed from mine. But guess what? I was getting triggers. I was starting to respond in a way that the character was. And I'm like, wait, no, no, no. I'm, I've let that go. I'm past that. Or, you know, that's not, that's not the space in which I operate anymore. And I'm aware of that. So that's not how I choose to respond to certain things because now I know better. So I'm choosing to do better. So that of self-awareness, and I actually have a tattoo that says faith over fear, never lose yourself. And it's backwards. And that's my message to me because I, first of all, faith, fear just don't exist. I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. (laughs) Right. But the fact that I, will ensure that I will not lose myself because I know who Tyranny Frenchet is. I also will know who this character Angela Washington is or Angela DeVois Smith. That's one of my characters. I know who these other characters are. They're different from me. So that is what assists me in making sure. And I make sure that I digress once I rap too. So once I wrap up the production, I have like this whole little self-care ritual type of thing that I do for myself just to ensure that I'm not taking on none of these energies on the, on, the, on these characters. Unless the character's a boss, unless she's an entrepreneur, unless she's a multimedia, I'm going to take on those characteristics now, okay? <laughs> I'm going to walk in those attributes. But everything else that isn't serving me within any of these characters or just even with people within life, because I'm, I'm going to equate this to life. I let it go and I release it and I do it intentionally and on purpose. Yeah. yeah so as far as your current city, uh, describe the, uh, the actor scene there. Uh, oh. A lot of people collab with each other or is it just like everybody mind their business? No, let me tell you, first of all, this is a DMV. This is chocolate city. It's like, First of all, I love me some black people, okay? Because I moved away for a little bit and I had a culture shock on how much I love black people. And I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go back. But I have established some amazing relationships here within the acting industry and just within the industry, period. And everybody is so supportive of each other. Everybody, like I was on set maybe um, two weeks ago and it, one of the um, the young ladies that was doing BTS with camera work, she was just taking pictures of the set. We were just engaged in conversation and she said, you know, it's good to put a, a face with a name because I've always heard your name. And she was like, and I've always heard it in, a, in good light. And I was just like, wow. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so I love that people here like, I mean, everybody got that. Everybody got the little haters. Okay, okay, whatever. But for the most part, the support system, the recommendations, the speaking highly of, of you in rooms that you haven't even thought that you'd be in, you know, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, when you make a name for yourself, your own energy is going to speak for how other people will speak, of, will speak for you, especially if they're speaking genuinely. So, um, it's just a lot of camaraderie here. Uh, I've I've met some incredible people, some incredible women in business, some incredible entrepreneurs, some incredible actresses, actors, directors, studio owners. And when I tell you it's a phone call, I always used to say this, um, that one thing that used to kind of grind my gears about Louisville is I said, if if somebody has the material, I have the thread, and someone else has buttons, let's put it together and make a coat. Now we all three riding this coattail that all of us have built. And an artist can live off of a barter and trade. And I say that because the people around here, it's always that synergy it's like how can I help you or how can we help each other how can we how can we make this something how can I incorporate my business to help you how can you incorporate your business to help me it's always forward thinkingness 
and except those are, listen those are the people that i've called in other people might have other experiences <laughs> but the experience that i'm choosing to have is people who've been in alignment with me who are eager who are happy to assist me on my journey who um i met a crew on a set of a movie that actually just came out shameless plug on prime and apple tv called um, be more careful and that's actually written by um shannon holmes written and directed by him so anywho i met two of the cameramen on that movie and all three of us just started kind of filming together and when i tell you i'm gonna have to send you what we working on friend <laughs> and you're gonna be like wait what hold on wait what and this just goes to show that when and, and this is something that i I've, i feel like a, a group of people that i've manifested because i've been eager to have and and to be around people who were eager to film eager to work like let's go let's let's think of something and record it tomorrow like and that's how my crew is and i'm just like and we be thinking up and then filming magic so I'm going to follow up with, with a little magic, a little sneak peek when we rap. But I love being around those people, those people with like-mindedness, likeness when it comes to energy, when it comes to dedication, when it comes to work ethic. Like my work ethic is crazy. And I love working with people who love working when it comes to something that we love to do because it never feels like work. It always feels like fun. So. I like having fun. <laughs> yeah, I can feel that. Uh, so uh, who are some actors you want to work with in the future that you haven't worked with yet? Ooh, oh, man. Okay, so there's a few of them. There is... Now, I've worked with some of them, but not in the light of actually like the opposite. So I would love to work with KJ Smith. I think she's incredible. Nafisa Williams is incredible. Brisha Webb, like I said, Issa Rae, Robin Thede. And these are, some of these women are comedic actresses. Um, I, my ultimate gut-wrenching in your face uh, 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 is working with Taraji. Taraji P. Henson. When do I say, when I tell you, I've already seen in my mind a conversation that her and I have. So I know that there is going to be a moment where I cross lay, cross paths with, I'm working alongside, I'm working with um, Taraji P. Henson. I calling it on Eric J. The Great Podcast. <laughs> I know that that will come into fruition because I've seen the conversation. So I'm excited for myself to get to that level of to say that I've worked with her absolutely yeah so uh what would you say is your most successful role so far oh wait give me one second the sound okay can you hear me now yeah okay sorry about that yeah well uh, what, uh, what would you say is your most successful role so far well, I I absolutely feel like the most successful role right now is, um, and so far, is the role that I am the leading lady in this sold-out stage play um, called A Woman's Love. And this is written and directed by Dana Higgs Hungerford. And like I said, it's sold out, um, not just one night, but two. And this is theater. And the fact that people showed up the reviews are phenomenal. They love the production, the cast, the writing, the story. And I've just gotten so much feedback from that. I know so much, um, so many opportunities is going to come from this experience as the leading lady. The character itself, herself, is an ideal character who has so much range. And I love characters that have depth to them, who have a real story, who aren't just surface. Um, and then I love writing that actually tells a story. So I would absolutely say that this has got to be the most exciting, thrilling, because I'm like, I'm the star of it. Hello. Like, <laughs> I got my name in lights, you know, and 
at the end of the day, this what I'm living as far as theater it is my vision board. And and I'm even having a real life coming to realization as we're speaking. But honestly, when I first started acting, my goal was film and TV and commercial. It, I wasn't thinking about theater. And it just so happens how I got into theater um, to tell that story is another actor from my acting class called me and this was years ago almost 10 years ago now and he said are you ready for for the stage and I hesitated and I was like um he said yes yes you are I'm gonna send you an address be there in an hour and I was like okay I had just came from the gym I was I didn't have time to go home I would have been late and I don't play about being late I'd rather show up funky than show up late (laughs) so I showed up one time, I read for the role, and the whole time I was reading, the writer was like, and she's like, where did you, where did you go to school? And I'm like, well, I've gotten into them. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't attend, but I, I got accepted, like, you know, and she was just taken aback, and I say all that to say that that very first role is this is su- such a happenstance for me but the very first role her the character's name was Angela Washington and this character's name um and she wasn't the lead at the time but this character's the lead and her name is Angela Smith so I feel like there have been a evolutions of Angela's <laughs> and to go from my very first play where I, I had no technique. Once again, I was entering the arena. I didn't know what stage left, stage right, center stage. I didn't know what any of that, that was, but I did it and I learned and now I teach it. <laughs> but just seeing that ev- the evolution of that, that character, that, that Angie that didn't even know who Angie was until the night of show versus this Angie that I know and been knowing months before she ever is displayed on stage. Um, So this character is very personal just to me when it comes to not only the evolution of the Angelas, but even um, the writer is a very dear friend of mine. Um, She is absolutely a sister to me. And she's actually the first woman in the DMV that just took me under her wings and I met her acting class too 10 years ago and at the time I did not know this but her watching my performance at the time she had already casted me as Angela and I didn't know that until recently she's like I knew 10 years ago you were Angela and I was like really (laughs) so it's just this is absolutely to date has to be my favorite funnest I get to to me achieve something with someone so dear to me that I feel like I've really got it out the mud with when it comes to my acting career because like I said she was the first woman that was like come on let's go I'm taking you everywhere I'm taking you I'm gonna show you everything DMV has to offer and like I said her name is Dana Day and man when I tell you she definitely opened doors and opportunities and I've walked right through them performed and I'm gonna live up to my name every time <laughs> and so uh so what are some things you like doing in your uh spare time when you're not acting oh man let's see I love it so much um I write I write I like to read I study <laughs> I study commercial trust and estate trust law and, and estate planning um, just to learn business at at its entirety. Um, that's one thing I always said. Ain't nobody ever gonna get me. My stuff is gonna be secure, <laughs> and that's something I I just I desire to actually teach other actors too is to how to in, ensure that their estate is secure. Um, like yes, you've been planning for this success, but are you really preparing yourself for this success? So. That is something that is like super, I don't know what it is about laws and legalities that just really turns me on, but it does. (laughs) I feel like if it's it's freedom, it's like, I know myself and I know how to operate myself within this, what they would call matrix. So, and I feel like that's true freedom is knowing how to move and play 
a game that we're going to be playing whether we want to or not. At, at least as I, I, I can take control over it, over, um, over the avatar, I guess, if you want to call it. So that's what I love to do outside. I mean, I like, I don't really like going, going to clubs. I like going to events. I like kicking with my friends, barbecues, a little jam session up here. They have go-go and live band. So that's, that's exciting. That's always good to go to. And yeah, so that's about it. I can feel that. So uh, what are your short and long-term goals? What do you want to accomplish? Oh, okay. Short-term goals is to complete everything I need to do within my trust and estate and on the business end of my, uh, of my business and just get that um, my foundation set when it comes to, like I said, the business of my, of me, and then just keep pursuing what I need to, 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 when it comes to my passion. Um, I love um, episodics. So a goal is to get at least two episodics by the end of the year. Um, as far as audition for them, um, we are going on tour. So obviously having a successful tour and we start in Charlotte on September 2nd, that's Labor Day weekend. So I feel like if it ain't too late to get tickets, get a little vibe going, uh, have a Labor Day weekend happening, um, that'll be super, super dope. And let's see what else. Um, I want some land. So I want to build on some land. I want to, these are things I'm desiring and it is coming to fruition. Okay. So the long-term goals is to, have, like I said, have my, my land and on that land, I would love to have a studio type structure to, you know, create my own movies because that is something that is dear to me. That's, I love directing. I love um, writing. Give me one second. It's my dog. And so a goal, a long-term goal would to be to have that, that studio on my land just to cultivate up and coming actors, directors. Um, I want that space to be like a freedom space. If you don't have the money to do certain things, come over here. We're going to build the set because I know how to build them with pennies. Okay. Like, <laughs> and that's something I had to pride myself in doing. Um, with learning how to edit, learning how to write, um, just to create my own content. So another short-term goal is to learn how to work the camera. <laughs> I already got directing under my belt, but I want to learn how to actually um, work the camera. Um, and then I would move on to lighting because I want to know how to do everyone's job. Not that I want to do everybody's job, but I've always feel like no matter what's going on on set, especially when I am doing my own productions, that I might be a man short, but I would never be a man down because guess what? This woman knows how to do everything. <laughs> so that's the short and long-term goals in a whole. Okay. So uh, upcoming things for 2023 slash 2024. I know you got the play going on. Yeah. More depth in that. And then uh, just anything else that you got going on for, for the next year or so. Yes, I um as I did just uh, mention, uh there's a movie that I have a little cameo, a couple scenes in that just released on Amazon Prime and Apple TV on June 4th. It's called Be More Careful. It is based off a New York Times bestseller written by Shannon Holmes. He also directed the movie. I will also be working with him on another project at the end of the summer. Like I mentioned before, A Woman's Love, the hit sold out stage play written and directed by Data Hungerford is going on tour. Um, our first stop is Charlotte, September 2nd, which is Labor Day weekend. Like I said, that would be a fantastic time to um, come get the extra Monday off, enjoy, a, you know, some hot drama. <laughs> <laughs> and in party afterwards and then I am also co-authoring a book with um a group of phenomenal women and it's called it's an anthology that a group of us is actually um, 
yeah, getting published. Yeah, I'm so excited. And it's called Seeing Myself in Her Story. And that is actually headed by Tamika Page within the Page Group, who is curating all of this. That's why I said I have been so, I would like to say abundant in meeting um, these groups of women who have just kind of like took me under their wings and just said, come on, girl, let's go. Let's go to the top and let's do it together. I just love seeing and, and, and being around women who see each other. And that is what I feel like I have as far as my support system within this industry here. So like I said, um, I got the book coming out and that will be sold on Amazon. And also I'm working on an episodic. I'm working on an episodic with my crew. So hopefully we'll start releasing bits and pieces of that and we'll start with YouTube on that. So Okay. Yeah. So, uh, how how do you want people to uh, perceive you? Mm, I want people to see, perceive me as um, always investing in someone as far as teaching someone. Um, I always want to leave people feeling whole, feeling like they got something, whether it was a saying that made them feel good about themselves, whether it was an encouraging word or affirmation that I spoke over their life because that's typically how I am when I meet people. Um, I feel like I want them to see me as a light because that's really who I am. My heart is so damn big. Sometimes it's, it's the downfall, but you know what? <laughs> when you have healing energies, we attract people who need us and I'm always a vessel. Um, to assist people in this realm that that just needs to get back on their path. So that's really how I want, I want people to see me. Like, damn, I can, she's wise. I can really go to her for some good, life-changing, life-altering advice that is going to assist them. So, a light. <laughs> All right, uh, give me your Mount Rushmore. Give me your top five uh, most influential uh, people to your life. Oh, to my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, Definitely my mom. Do, well, you could do life or career. You know, Life, I mean, career, just yeah. overall. Yeah. Um, okay. I love Abraham Hicks. That is more so a group of, I guess, we're Esther Hicks. Um, my mom, definitely. Um, my grandmother has, oh, inspired me in this life and in her, her death. Um, Jim Carrey. <laughs> I feel like he gave me permission to be my goofy self. Um, and I would say Taraji, because in so many ways, she has no idea that she has inspired me and has been, and her name has been fuel to um my life and has kept me going um in this industry so i'm I'm so grateful that her footsteps paved the way absolutely yeah so closing remarks anything else that you want to let the people know that you got going on and let people uh know how to keep up with you on social media and things like that yes so my handles are all the same it is tyranny french official it's T-E-R-A-N-E-E-F-R-A-N-S-H-A official. Um, that is how you reach me for business as far as um, email as well. And that is at Gmail, Tyranny Frenchay at Gmail. My Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all of that handles are the same. And like I said, everything that I've listed before or mentioned before, please support. And um Support Black theater. Support Black theater. And last but not least, if you're going to do anything, do it intentionally, do it pur purposefully, and do it only if you really want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. You know, uh, anytime you want to come on the show, like, come on anytime. Not do episodes that off like random times almost any day of the week really just depends 
on what I got going on, but uh, I like getting different variety of people. You know, uh, I read a comment on my YouTube uh, yesterday, somebody commented on one of my videos, and he was like, man, uh, you never know who uh, Eric J is going to have on. He can have a, a platinum selling artist one day, then have a regular person on the next week, and then have a business person on the next week. So I was like, yeah. I was like, That's I like good. That. <laughs> That's good. That is so good. Well, I, I just thank you so much for having me, for reaching out, for saying um, just genuine. And this like this interview was very comfortable. I felt like I was at home because I am. Um, <laughs> no, I just, like I said, I appreciate connecting with you. I appreciate us being from Louisville, Kentucky and definitely repping that because I feel like it's so much talent um, in, in Kentucky. So thank you again for just the opportunity and for having me and just for creating such a safe space within your platforms and that anybody and everybody from all walks of life and all levels of life, you that's how you know you're a real one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.